Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning. It is Thursday, March 14. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky Oliveira. And I'm Japheth the Oliveira. And a wonderful day. And I ask for a, a prayer and a blessing on our day and uh, for us as we read this passage. Heavenly Father, um, bless us. Uh, give us wisdom. Give us insight. Lord, be in our conversation. Be in our words. Be in our thoughts. Be in our heart. Uh, be in the expression. Be in our songs. Be in the interactions that we have. In the way that we look at each other, the way that we uh, connect with each other, may we sense your spirit guiding us uh, today. We ask for extra clarity on that. In Jesus' precious and beautiful name, amen. Amen. I am reading today from the New International Version, the NIV, Isaiah chapter 59, verse 14, through Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1. So justice is driven back, and righteousness stands at a distance. Truth has stumbled in the streets, honesty cannot enter. Truth is nowhere to be found, and whoever shuns evil becomes a prey. The Lord looked and was displeased that there was no justice. He saw that there was no one. He was appalled that there was no one to intervene. So his own arm achieved salvation for him, and his own righteousness sustained him. He put on righteousness as his breastplate and the helmet of salvation on his head. He put on the garments of vengeance and wrapped himself in zeal as in a cloak. According to what they have done, so he will repay wrath to his enemies and retribution to his foes. He will repay the islands their due. From the west, people will fear the name of the Lord, and from the rising of the sun, they will revere his glory. For he will come like a pent-up flood that the breath of the Lord drives along. The Redeemer will come to Zion, to those in Jacob who repent of their sins, declares the Lord. As for me, this is my covenant with them, says the Lord. My spirit who is on you will not depart from you, and my words that I have put in your mouth will always be on your lips, on the lips of your children, and on the lips of their descendants from this time on and forever, says the Lord. Subheading, The Glory of Zion. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of God rises upon you. Hmm. I like that version, actually. That was good. Yeah, that's nice. That was good. All right, here's the question for today. Again, I encourage you to read the Daily Walk at uh, boulder.church forward slash daily. Uh, and the question to reflect on, recalibrate today is this. How might religion operate as a cover for sin, making it more difficult to genuinely repent? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yes. because when you, I think that when you are religious, you know, in quotes, uh-huh. You kind of think you don't you know, need to. You're done. You know, you're doing I what you're supposed to do, so you don't need to repent because you're doing all the, the right things. I think there's actually, uh, and again, it's it's interesting because I, I was uh, having a chat with someone about this as well. It's like when you come to faith um, and you discover God, uh, people often make huge transformations because they they discover the character of God. They they discover who God is, and they say, "Wow." Well, if that's God, and and I can see Him revealed in the Word of God. I want to discover that. I'm going to make, I'm going to follow Him, and it causes implications and changes in their life. When they come to to the community of faith, they come to church. 
they meet all these other Christians, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, these other people who have had that experience who actually are not making any radical changes, some of them, in their right. life anymore because they've become very comfortable. Right. Right. So they're like, well, I'm doing fine. Everything's just humming. Uh, it's just kind of good. And I think there's a, there's a complacency where we become kind of static. Uh, well, I think everybody needs to be understanding of where other people are. Because, yes. I mean, there's, you can't be in a state of radical change at every moment of your life. You can't. Constantly. And I think to expect that of people is a little much. Yeah, you know uh, that people are in different stages of their spiritual growth and of their lives in general. You know, their kind of their lifespan that affects how you are. Yes, absolutely. However, however, I think that the question here is asking isn't the question here asking is there a, a covering that religion does right? Mm, right, right. And so, is that not possible that uh, religion actually could do that? That you can become oh, the, just the comfortableness. Yeah. yeah, I see what you're saying. And so we can actually, we can get into this state. Um, and I've seen this. Well, either one can be a cover for sin. Um, thinking that you have a level of fervor that other people don't is a cover for sin. Absolutely. Because you're judging other people based Absolutely. on where you're at. So, I mean, kind of everything that we do in a way is self-justifying and probably a cover for sin in one way or another. But yeah, I definitely think that that going to church makes it easier if you if you outwardly appear to be doing all the right things, yes, yeah, and so I mean any action could be that way, right? Yeah. So then, so then it's not actually about religion operating this way, is what you're saying? Is that what you're you're arguing in that case? No, I don't think I'm really arguing anything one way or the other. Okay, I was just right. making a statement. I don't yeah. have I don't have a big. I mean, I think I think stance that... on this subject <laughs> per se. <laughs> I'm just talking. I think, I think that, I mean, for me, I actually think that it's, it's, it's very easy to become complacent. I think it's very easy to become uh, too zealous as well. Um, and so I think that the, the tension point of what God calls us to is to rely on him instead of on ourselves. And the self-reliance is to be on either of those extreme places, right? So it's very comfortable to either be like, I'm over here on the left or over here on the right, but to be in the middle where you actually have to rely on God and expect change to take place in your life, that's where we don't like to be. Right. And uh, and that's what requires repentance because then you're in communication with God. How often, often do you think you should genuinely repent? Like what seems reasonable? I think if you talk to God every day, I think you realize that you repent every day. Okay, so repentance would be a fairly low-key kind of thing. It wouldn't be like the... Well, uh, it depends. It depends. I mean, the like, rending of the garment and the <laughs> oh, is know, that what is that what genuine repentance is? I don't know the renting of the garment. Like, yeah, I mean, genuine <laughs> repentance as opposed to the non-genuine to, kind. As opposed to like, hey, God, can I, um, you know what? I shouldn't that. have done that. My I thought bad. that's actually genuine repentance. Yeah, I, I do. I've always wondered about that. Like, how sorry do you have to be to be sorry? I thought it's just. And, <laughs> well, you know how sometimes have you ever had anybody apologize to you? In a way that was completely overblown in terms of whatever the thing is that they did. Or it's just like, wow, about, okay, you don't think, need to apologize okay, so, that much. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. So is that what you is that what you're thinking about? Like the genuinely repentant, like the like the major something major catastrophe. 
Well, I'm just thinking that would be a hard thing to sustain on a well, sort yeah, of daily but, basis. But then, if but then if you're living a life that requires that, that, that's actually pretty intense. Well, I mean, theoretically, we're all living lives that require that in the sense that we are uh, living in a state of sin and permanent well, separation from God, da-da-da-da-da, right? Yeah. Oh, so, I see what you're saying. So you're saying that we should be in a state of like weeping and gnashing of teeth I'm not saying day. we should. I'm saying, is that what we're supposed to do? Because, <laughs> no. I, you know, I'm a no. believer in emotional kind of flatlining. Yeah, flatlining and yes. dying. Great. Oh. No. Okay, so here's Emotional the thing. stability is what I'm into, not peaks and not valleys. Look at look at the great especially. stories uh, that actually kind of expand the narrative of life, which we don't have a lot of them in the Bible where they talk at length about kind of the walk of people's lives. But, but look at the issues of the moments of huge repentance moments that take place. And we have the classics like David mm. uh, that talk about it. But but he's not writing Psalm 51 every day. Right. He's writing Psalm 51 when he feels like, oh man, yeah, I've done that. Killed someone, arranged for that, assassination, all that kind of stuff. Raped someone, done, I've done horrible. Mm. Right? But, but we obviously, we do things that are wrong and we're there by the grace of God every single day. We're thankful for God for, for this state of what God is doing for yeah, us. Yeah, for letting us know that. And is, it, is it because we say thank you, God, and we haven't liked wept as we said thank you that it's not a genuine repentance i don't know well i, I don't believe that it, I, I believe that actually it is genuine i believe it really is i believe that we are, we are communing with god and we are in that kind of like space where we're talking to him i think that the awesomeness of god is that he is like we just we are dialoguing with him and saying i don't want to do this ever again that's the key so if you haven't genuinely repented for like say 64 years a year or more would you say that means you definitely have a cover-up problem going on. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's the difficulty. I think that's a difficulty. You've probably done something that you should repent for. I think everybody has yeah. something they do. They they need to talk to God about. Yeah, and I think interesting. That, I think that if it's not if it's not actually something they've done to anybody else, uh, it, it could actually just literally be that they don't want to be vulnerable with God. Hmm. Yeah. And so that's the tension point inside there. So something to think about. Yeah. Uh, our time's up. How might religion operate as a cover for sin, making it more difficult to genuinely repent? Uh, think about that. Talk to your friends about it. Look after each other and live love. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. Hey, if you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.